Jill Wright, and I'm a facilitator with Our Community Listens in Charleston, South Carolina. Have you ever looked at your partner and thought, why in the world is he doing that? Is he trying to get on my last nerve? If I'm honest, I sometimes assume that my husband's behavior is his passive aggressive way of telling me that I'm not doing something right. And doing things right is really important to me. But the honest truth is that more times than not, his behavior is something that comes very naturally to him and has absolutely nothing to do with me and everything to do with his own needs and values. So what would happen if we were better able to understand our behaviors and our partner's behaviors? Might we grow to appreciate those behaviors, especially those that are different from ours, rather than be frustrated by them? Today, we're gonna to talk about behavior. I'm gonna start by defining what I mean by behavior. We'll talk about what drives behavior. And finally, thinking about why it matters to consider behavior. So beginning with what do I mean by behavior, if you've taken one of our classes through our community listens, you know that we define behavior as something observable. It can be seen, heard, or felt. A couple of examples of behaviors might be that you enjoy entertaining your family at dinner time with lots of stories about what happened during your day. Or you may really enjoy creating a very detailed itinerary every time your family goes on a family vacation. These are all behaviors and some come more naturally to us than others. But it's important that we appreciate and understand our behaviors and the behaviors of our partners. So what drives behavior? Well, in short, our needs drives our behaviors. And what does that mean? Well, again, in our class, we have a slide that we lovingly refer to as the onion slide. And this slide dissects the layers that lead up to our eventual behavior. And it starts at the core of the onion with our needs and values. And our needs and values are our deeply held beliefs, our ideals, our principles. Our needs and values inform our attitudes. And our attitudes are the way we think about things in the world. It's our opinions and the way we judge the world. Our attitudes shape our behavioral tendencies. And our tendencies are exactly that. They're the way that we naturally tend to behave when or respond to situations or to others in the world. And we can't actually observe a tendency. This is actually a tendency. We observe the behavior. But in between this band of behavioral tendencies and this band of our behavior is this ring of choice. And the more aware we are of our own natural behavioral tendencies, the wider that band of choice is. And that opens us up to have more informed decisions and to make more informed decisions or choices about how we actually behave. So that's important for us to keep in mind. And if we think about this in reverse, this onion in reverse, we think about that outer band of behavior and that behind every behavior is this need. So again, every behavior is an expression of a need. So a couple of examples of this. For me, when we started our family, I very quickly realized that we needed a better way to coordinate our time. So I created a family Google Calendar where my husband and I add events that are gonna impact our family. And these can be doctor's appointments, sports events, happy hours, meetings. And this behavior was that I was creating and maintaining a family calendar. 
And the need that was driving that behavior was my need to know what to expect each day and to be able to plan and mentally prepare for it. Another example of this behavior versus need, my husband um, really connects very deeply to music. It helps him unwind. It helps him really connect to what's going on within him. It grounds him. And there are times when I'll go out on our screen porch and I'll find him just listening to music or he'll come in and want to play some new songs that he's found by some of his favorite artists and share that with me. So his behavior is listening to music and incorporating music into our time together. And the need that's driving that behavior is his need to connect with himself and for him to share what is important to him with me. So why does it matter that we think about behavior as an expression of a need? Well, if we believe that, that behind every behavior is a need, and we pause to consider the needs that are driving the behavior, whether that's the needs that's driving our own behavior or considering the needs that's driving our partner's behavior, again, it expands that band of choice and allows us to choose our behavior more intentionally and respond rather than react to everything. So an example of how I used this to think about my own behavior and what was driving it. I enjoy baking. When my boys have birthdays, I take a lot of pride in baking a cake from scratch and making it somewhat elaborate to match whatever the theme we have for that year. My son in January, we just I just made a Mandalorian themed cake. Oftentimes, honestly, I'm still working on the cake the day of the party. And so when my husband or my kids come in and to the kitchen and want to get something to eat or want to just reassure me and tell me that I don't need to be doing everything that I'm doing, I get really irritated. I snap at them and I rush them out of the kitchen as quickly as I can. Over the years, I eventually paused and considered my behavior, which was to become very impatient and critical of anyone who was around me while I was trying to finalize the cake and the party. And when I thought about the need that was driving that behavior, it was that I needed to have uninterrupted alone time to be able to work on the cake and get it just right without having to answer questions and, and deal with everyone else. So this awareness of the needs driving that behavior allowed me to choose my behavior, which was to talk to my husband and to delegate some of the tasks to him. And the chief one was for, them, for him to take the kids out of the house the morning of the party so that I could have some alone time to finish the cake and finish everything the way that I wanted it all done. So by recognizing my own needs that was driving my behavior, I was able to make the day of the party more enjoyable, hopefully for everybody. So just as you need to take some time to think about your own behavior and what the needs that are driving that, we also can look at our, our partner's behavior and try to think about what needs may be driving what we're seeing in our partner. And how are we gonna know what those needs are? We may not know. We may have to guess based on our relationship or just inferring on what we're seeing. Or we could sit down and actually have a conversation with our partner about this behavior and listen to their explanation of what's going on. But either way, by taking this big step of actually considering the needs that are behind the behavior is a huge step towards helping us to be better positioned to respond to what we're seeing and choose our behavior rather than to react to it. So as an example of our partner's behavior, this year when I looked at my beloved family calendar, I noticed that my husband had blocked out several hours on Valentine's Day for us to spend together without our kids. And we were gonna do that by watching a virtual concert. He didn't ask me what I wanted to do or 
um, see how if I had any ideas about how to spend the holiday. He just made the plans. And there was a part of me that appreciated his initiative and his eagerness to surprise me because I do love surprises. But honestly, there was another part of me that was a little bit disappointed because I might have chosen to spend this time just the two of us a little differently. But then I paused and I considered his behavior and the needs. And I thought about the behavior, which was to surprise me by making plans for us to spend an evening together um, watching this concert of a duo that means a lot to both of us. And the needs that were, were driving that behavior was his need to connect with me and to escape through live music and in this experience. So by taking the time to think about that, it helped me to not take his behavior personally. He wasn't trying to commandeer Valentine's Day or to demand that we do what he wanted to do. I actually hadn't put much thought into it. I was able to choose to be appreciative and grateful for the fact that he actually had made plans and that he made plans in a way that he thought was gonna be special and meaningful for both of us. So to wrap up, behavior is something that's observable. It can be seen, heard, or felt. And every behavior is an expression of a need. It's important that we take the time to think about what the behavior is and what that need is that's driving the behavior. Because with the awareness of that, it expands our band of choice and allows us to be more intentional about our response and our own behaviors toward that situation or that person which hopefully helps us to appreciate the behaviors in our partners, to help us have a better understanding of why they do the way that the things that they do, and ultimately to build a deeper and stronger connection with each other. Thanks so much for spending some time with me today, and I look forward to connecting again with you soon.